JD Talking Sports. Thursday, March 16th, 2017, the day before St. Patty's. We're getting more snow. Drop the G on JD Talking Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes. Wow, tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. Well, tonight, Ryan, we had Tankapalooza at the Garden. All right, Isaac, I'm sorry. Sometimes I can't think with Isaac, and I apologize to Isaac. I I love him dearly, but Tankapalooza tonight, that's what they called it. The Nets outscored the Knicks 67-49 in the second half, down seven in the first half. I was checking the score because I was watching the college basketball, and I thought I was, I was like, wait, the Nets are up? The Knicks fall to 27-42. They guarantee, they are guaranteed, even if they go 13-0 the rest of the way, they are guaranteed a losing season. Fourth straight. God, this sucks. I'll tell you, if, if things don't go right the last 13, they could lose another 50 this year. But Hornacek's job is safe, even though Phil has growing input with the Knicks. And you know what? Hey, three years as president, four head coaches. Let's not make it five. Let's keep it the way it is. Porzingis missed his 11th game today, and he looked quite snazzy, might I add. Now, saw Jeremy Lin with the hair in the back. And, you know, I don't mind people's religion. Maybe because I'm Jewish, I don't really talk about it. But Jeremy Lin, at the end, thanking God, you know, he puts God above everybody. And, hey, he can be religious. I don't think God really gives a damn about his playing ability or that he cares about God. If he does, do it in your own. I don't need to hear it. And yeah, I guess it just bothers me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Never have been. I feel like if you do it, that's fine. Just don't press it on me. I don't need to hear it. It's fine. You do it in the locker room. You do your prayer. I, Yeah, pet peeve. Huge pet peeve of mine. All right, enough on that. He did have 15 points tonight, but he only shot 5 of 16, Lynn. Eight assists, four rebounds. Lopez led the Nets with 24. Kyle O'Quinn off the bench, 23 points, eight rebounds, three assists. As I said, uh, Porzingis did not play, but looks quite snazzy in his suit. I saw him after the game. And the Nets' third quarter is usually their is the harbinger of bad things to come because they usually outscored by over four points in the third quarter. 38-26, they outscored the Knicks. 50-34, 50-34, rebound, rebounding edge for the Nets. That was big. Nets also 10 for 31 from three. Knicks three for 16. Yeah, Jeremy Lin was player of the game. I know he had 15 points, but he was five for 16, two for nine from three. But he is, he's the, he runs the team. Hollis Jefferson, career high, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Karis LeFer, I love watching. Man, he stopped on a dime, hit a nice jumper. KJ McDaniels and Quincy Acey both had nine points off the bench. Justin Hamilton had 10 off the bench for the Knicks. D-Rose had 22. Lance Thomas had 15. Carmelo had 17 points, six rebounds, five assists. And Aaron Gomez started at center, 4.6 rebounds. Unbelievable. And the Nets... Ended the second, well, they retired for the second longest road losing streak within the conference, the Eastern Conference. 33 games they snapped tonight. They hadn't won on the road since January 2nd, 2016 at Boston. God, does, that does not sound good when you say it out loud. Knicks fell to 27 42. Nets improved to 13 and 54. If the Nets can win 
Seven of the last 15, they will. I picked them to win 20 games this year. I had the net, the Knicks winning 42, which is not happening. And I just feel like, you know, you know, we had football, Giants good, Jets sucked. Baseball, yeah, Yankees were okay, but they had young guys. Mets made the playoffs, one game. Hockey, Islanders lost again today. They fell out of the A seed, but they could get back in. I mean, still some games left to play. Rangers, Rangers playing okay. And Mets, will they be good? We shall see. Yankees, no, they're not going to be good this year. But they'll, they'll play hard, and they got a bunch of young guys that want to play. We shall see. And Dwayne Wade's season is over with the Bulls. MRI revealed that he had a right elbow fracture. What kind of painful happened last night in Grizzlies where they lost 98-91. Finished the season with over 18, over four rebounds and almost four assists per game. And Kevin Love came back after 13 games he's missed for the Cavs. They were 7-6 and six with him out of the lineup. I was so busy watching college basketball tonight that I did not check to see how the Cavs did. And he was starting tonight, Mr. Love. 90-183, they beat the Jazz. I want to check to see how did Mr. Love do tonight. I like Gordon Hayward. He had 13. Gobert, the center, 20 to lead the Jazz. Love, 20 minutes, 10 points, 9 rebounds. Uh, LeBron only had 33 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. What a crappy game. Kyrie Irving only 21. Hey, first game back, they get they get the W. That's all that matters, right? And Russell Westbrook, he threw a pass in between one of the Raptors' neat legs for a... He threw a bounce pass, cross-court bounce pass through a Raptors' legs. And the guy went in for... Olad, oh, what was it? Who was it? It was Victor Oladapo. Man, it was what a what a play, unbelievable! It was it was, man, it was a it was it was a nice play. And Westbrook only had his thirty fourth triple double tonight in sixty eight games. He had thirty four points, sixteen assists, ten rebounds, thirty four triple doubles in sixty eight games. He's seven behind the all time record of the Big O. Oklahoma City is now thirty nine twenty nine. Ten games over five hundred, man. Toronto fell to 39-29. DeMar DeRozan had 22. 34 triple-doubles in 68 games. They are now 28-6 and six when he gets a triple-double. 28-6, man. 28-6. Unbelievable when he gets a triple-double. Russell Westbrook. Pshh. Unbelievable. And got to give, give congrats. UC Davis is playing. They are going to play Kansas. They won their first ever NCAA tournament game last night over NC Central. They play tomorrow, they play Kansas. UNC is 33-1 and in NCAA tournament games in their home state of North Carolina. Only loss, March 11, 1979, to Penn, UPenn, at Reynolds Coliseum in Raleigh. Duke was also upset on the same court by St. John's that day. ACC fans called that day Black Sunday. And Tom Crean, who is the brother-in-law of the Harbaugh's, Nine years at Indiana came after leading Dwayne Wade and Marquette to a Final Four, 166 and 135 in nine years in Indiana, three Sweet 16s, fired. But this year, 
18-16, in the Big Ten. They actually beat UNC earlier in the, very early in the season. Lost in the first round at NIT to Georgia Tech. Missed the tournament two of the last four seasons. He's done. And they already talked to Steve Alford if he would come back to Indiana. And he says, I'm just worried about UCLA, which he should be doing because he's got the Ball brothers coming from now on. I think he should stay where he is. And only three overall top seeds have won the NCAA title in the last 13 years in the tournament. And, and to, okay, I, I picked, I picked, I'm eight and four in the first 12 games so far. What's one of the, I'll tell you, I took UNC Wilmington, and they, they were up in the first half, but they lost to Virginia. I took East Tennessee State. They got blown out by Florida. I did, get, I did take Northwestern over Vanderbilt. Almost took Princeton. I took Notre Dame. That was at a great game today. West Virginia. Bucknell gave him a, gave him a game. Xavier, big up. I took Xavier over Maryland. I thought Maryland was way overrated. St. Mary's beat VCU, but it was kind of tight. I took Vermont. Vermont was up in the first half on Purdue, but Purdue came back. Took Butler and Minnesota, man. Minnesota was getting, they were up in the first half, and they're getting blown out by Middle Tennessee State. Second in a row, they won their first round game. And Butler, they're going to, they're going to get Butler next round. I have Butler going pretty far. So eight and four so far, but Vandy was up by a was up by a point, and Matthew Fisher Davis he he thought he was behind, so he did intentional foul. He puts their best foul shooter Bryant Bryant McIntosh on the line for for Northwestern, and then they're down by a point. They're down by two point, and he goes up for a three, and and a, not, and he rushed a shot. He could have went in, put him up. It was crazy, man. And they lost 68-66. And the best thing was to watch was to watch Doug Collins watching his son. He had this look on his face of like the, it didn't look like he even enjoyed the game, but after the game he was going crazy. But he looked like he like like dropped fifty pounds. He had this ashen look on his face. It was kind of crazy, but yeah. The, and Matthew Fisher Davis said it was a dumb mistake. He thought the team was trailing, and I'm thinking. Dude, you're not really in the game, are you? I mean, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen at all. But you know what? It happens. It always happens. And you know, hey, this, you know, it happens in games. Guys aren't paying attention, but that's the one thing you should be keen to the game. And I'll tell you, he is a Matthew Fisher Davis is a hell of a player. So I, I, he's the guy that kept him in the game. He was hitting some shots. It was back and forth. It was a great game. I'll tell you, this is the best. And now the whole thing with the tournament that you can watch every damn game is fantastic. I love it. I love it so much. I mean, before CBS would cut over and you didn't have a choice of what you wanted to watch. Now every game's on. It's like basketball crack. Like my mom said to me, she goes, "What do you?" I said, "Yeah, I I'm not. I didn't work today. I'm not working tomorrow." And I was like, "I'm. Uh, it fell in place this year that I get to watch basketball. I started watching the twelve today. I'm going to start watching the twelve tomorrow. I got Saturday and Sunday. I'm good for the whole weekend. Oh, this is gonna be. It's so good. So exciting. I love it." And now we have, and then there's some football. Giants, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins is wants $10 million a year. He's 25 years old, three sacks, four fumble. Now, this is the thing. The Falcons signed, where is it? Sorry about that. I'm trying to find all my information. I don't want to. Dontari Poe, who spent the last five years with the Chiefs, he got signed to a one-year $8 million contract. And Hankins, this is a two-time Pro Bowler. Hankins, who has been in no Pro Bowls, he wants $10 million a year. 
Poe took a one-year, $8 million contract with the Falcons. What do you think? No, he's not going to get it now. Interesting. Jerry Reese, the GM of the Giants, never really goes to pro days, but he went to Vanderbilt's pro day today, checking out linebacker Zach Cunningham, who last year, they said he's going to be a first-round pick to linebacker, 125 total tackles for the Commodores this past season, 16 and a half tackles for loss, no sacks this past year, but two forced fumbles, three pass defenses, and four fumble recoveries. And he did attend OBJ's LSU Pro Day in 2014 and Eric Flowers in 2015. I guess the Giants are going for a linebacker. I got to ask Harris what he feels about that one. Well, you know what? Giants were built on around linebackers. And they've been taking a first round. That was one of my trivia questions. Since Carl Banks in 84, last time they took a linebacker in the first round. And the Jets are signing defensive tackle Mike Pinnell, last three years with Green Bay. He's had two suspensions for substance abuse, and it was actually missed the last four games of 2016. It was supposed to be 10 games, but he challenged the ruling, saying that the testing wasn't, I don't know, something. And he only got four games. And they also are going to pick up cornerback Morris Claiborne, Claiborne, who played with cornerback for the Cowboys, missed nine games last year with a groin injury. Last, he was the number six pick at LSU by the Cowboys in 2012. 2011, he was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He's been inconsistent, but he's gotten a little better. I, I don't know how. He's been very injury prone. And I don't, hey, he's younger. He's a young guy. I don't, and, and Pinnell, I don't know. The last three years, he had, I was going to put his stats down, but it was minuscule. It was like two tackles on the whole season. Hey, you know what? Jets are bottom feeders right now. They have to get who they can get. And Mike Williams, I think, made himself some money today. He ran a four four nine and a four five four 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 nine and a four five zero at his pro day today for Clemson. And NFL is adding a second female official, Terry Valente, to work as a replay booth assistant next year, per the Sporting News. Yeah, we'll see. You know, hey. Poe took one year, eight million from the Falcons, and the Chiefs only had a, a little over seven point two million left in avail, available salary cap space. And the Seahawks, I know Seahawks, I said it like that. Open to trading Richard Sherman if the offer is serious. Per the Ringer, hey Jets, you have nobody to give him. But hey, Richard Sherman to be the new cornerback. And Eddie Lacy has a weight target bonuses in his contract. Weight target bonuses, yeah, can make three hundred eighty five thousand over seven benchmarks. In 2017, per Field Yates, you know what? Wow, 385,000. I never made that in a year. To meet benchmarks for weight, damn. I'll go on a diet. I'll do whatever you want. 385,000, I'll do a lot of dancing. Hey, in Texas, yeah, I, I read this, gave tentative approval to so-called bathroom bill, similar to North Carolina's legislation. If it becomes law, they said they could lose the Final Four next year in San Antonio. What's up with these? What, what, what's going on with this world? And, and Trump's taken away the National Endowment of the Arts after Obama had cut a little bit. Now he wants to get rid of it completely. You know, get rid of Jim, get rid of the arts, and, you know, the kids will be all little robots. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. And this, this is amazing. I talked yesterday about the U.S. women's national hockey team, the national team. Jocelyn Lamoureux, Davidson, two time, she's a two-time Olympic medalist. She said the federation, the hockey federation, spent at least $3.5 million a year on boys' development and a 60-game season 
No equivalent for the girls. And she and she brought up a good point. Girls can't dream of what they can of what they can't see. If you put the women's game out there and fun a girls' development, girls will say, "Yeah, I want to be that. I want to do that." But when you don't, unbelievable. I mean, I'm just like you know what? Three point five million toward a boys' development program, but nothing to the why? Why not? Well, why can't the girls? Why are young girls told they you know that's how they keep away from the sciences and stuff? Girls want to be. There's no. There's not a lot of women engineers. Why can't there be? Why can't they? It's a great sport. It's a team sport. It, and and the, and the federation, the hockey federation said they would find replacement players to fill roster for the world championships that's in Michigan this year. If a compromise can't be reached, which they gave a deadline today, basically they're telling the top players, you know, go fuck yourself. We, you know, we don't need you. That's what they think of the finest women players in the world. You know, okay. They gave a deadline today, and the women, the women let the team USA let the deadline pass. Good for them because that's bullshit. You know what? I I feel like the world's changing, and we're realize we're seeing the inequalities in the world everywhere. And I know this is just sports, but I feel like this is something you know. Kids need to have. Women need g- girls. Women need role models too. They need to see Serena can do it. They need to see a hockey. They need, what if not every girl wants to be a tennis player? What girl wants to play hockey or roller derby? Whatever they want to play. Give them the opportunity. Women's basketball. I went to, went to WNBA games with Carol this past year and I had a great fucking time. I had a great, great time. I just think it's bullshit. It really is bullshit. Oh, and hey, and, 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 more, and more insanity. Steve Penny resigned as USA Gymnastics president governing body it didn't handle the sexual abuse cases the best way possible and someone's head out of fall he's been president since 2005 until thursday headquarters in indianapolis they have more than 174,000 members listen to this at least 368 i'm not it's not that i'm not i'm not stuttering 368 gymnasts alleged sexual abuse for the past 20 years do the math that's over 15 a year that is that's reprehensible that's should never happen and Larry Nasser, national team doctor from 96 to 2015, several dozen gymnasts claimed abuse, abuse by him. He's currently in prison. Some at the Cowley Ranch in Texas, which is the U.S. team training center. That's where they have Yeah. He's also, there are abuse charges against Nasser from 20 years as team doctor at Michigan State. This pervert, this guy was... I mean, 368 gymnasts over 20 years. That should never happen. Now, Senator Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat from California, and 15 sponsors crafted a bill that would make it a federal crime for national governing governing bodies to not report allegations of child sexual abuse. Hells to the yes. I mean, is 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 that crazy? 368 gymnasts alleged sexual abuse over 20 years. They can't all be lying. They can't all be alleged. They, this all can't be alleged incidents. Things happen. Even if it's one a year, even if it's 20 girls, that's 20 girls too many. Disgusting. I mean, I mean, just... We got a lot of things going on right now that need to get fixed. A lot. So, at least a Saturday, Triple G versus Daniel Jacobs for the middleweight title at Madison, Madison Square Garden. It's been nearly seven years since either of them has gone to distance. 30 straight, 35 straight KOs between the two of them. 23 by Triple G. And Triple G hasn't gone to distance since 2008. Do the math. That's almost nine years. 
And Jacobs, last time he failed to KO an opponent was July 31st, 2010. Dimitri Parag stopped him. Only loss in 33 career, career fights. Triple G's 36-0 with 33 KOs. They both, and, and, and actually, he had cancer, Jacobs. They thought he'd never even walk, away, walk again, and now he's and now he's fighting for the championship. Gotta love him. And uh, I, I watched a little bit on HBO about the three of them, him and Triple G. It was pretty cool. And Triple G grew up in poor, poor situations. He has a twin brother, but they said he, his brother was the uh, better, better fighter, but that Triple G had more desire and whatever. And his son now lives in Santa Monica. The way he grew up with nothing, his son is a different world. He lives near the beach. He's, you know what? Hey, I love watching him fight. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's pay-per-view. I'm almost, I am thinking about going to see it somewhere because I really like watching Triple G fight. And Daniel Jacobs, all the power to him, man. Coming back from, you know, they said never walk again, let alone fight. And now he's going to fight for the middleweight championship. Well, they're actually fighting to unify the title. Jacobs is the champion. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. All right. I realize I need to get to sleep soon. But there are trivia questions that need to be told today. All right. Trivia question from last show. What year was the last Bucknell player drafted by the NFL? And I knew this was going to be hard for everybody. Sam Haverlack, eighth round by the Colts in 1969. The year I was born. 2017, he could be joined by offensive lineman Julian Davenport, 6'4", 310, offensive lineman. Okay. And trivia question number 74. Name the three coaches who have won... 10-plus titles in Division I and pro sports history. There are three coaches who have won 10-plus title in Division I basketball. I'm giving it away. <laughs> and pro and NBA history. The three coaches total. Today is Podcast 74. All right. Tankapalooza. The... Would I call Tankapalooza for the Nets? I mean, for the Knicks? No. No, I really wouldn't. Knicks aren't a good team, man. And there's a lot of dysfunction on the team. Porzingis isn't playing. They're playing a different bunch of different things. Nets, 13th win of the season. Hey, they got back Jeremy Lin. Might as well finish on a strong note. Hey, he is not going to get rid of Hornacek. And tomorrow, UNC playing, starting the run, because I had them going all the freaking way. And Duke, no offense, I'd love, love Troy to pull the upset of the day. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, folks, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.